Network. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. With me, as always, DJ, and joining me live in person, the big move is over. That is the grave robber. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, that that was weird. I was like, "Oh crap!" A wild grave robber appeared. <laughs> oh, and today's episode is brought to you by Keenan Rockmore's Miracle Sleep Enhancer. One dose, and you'll sleep like a cactus. That's right, you heard us. Sleep like a cactus. Use code all here it goes for three percent off. Three percent off. I love it. So uh, we're gonna do a little toast here, a little espresso toast because. Chris Filtenhouse, hello from Washington State. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. Yes, no, we're doing Gra- a... Grave is still a Florida man. He's always going to be a Florida man. Always. Welcome to the show, Chris Filthausen. That is such an interesting name. You know, you know, like 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 names used to be like like after what you did. Oh Lord, like <laughs> so. What about the surname Dickinson? They used to be priests. Anyways. <laughs> Let's start the wrap-up because apparently there has been some changes to everything. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, DJ. What have you been up to? What have you been doing this uh, this past week? Uh, working. And interestingly, interestingly enough, well, I was arguing arguing with uh, uh, with the guy, you know, I'm him fixing like it's the second of the car like whether borderlands three three story was good or not in it and i argued like no it wasn't it, it, it was wasn't terrible it, it was terrible it was <laughs> you know so, like you know like they ripped so much crap in half and that was just like and that was just uh you know like that's just being gentle with it it it, 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 it was it was a train wreck well we've yeah. talked about it on this mm. show we've talked about the idea that they absolutely fucked their own lore. <laughs> that's uh that's putting it mildly, then, man. It was his idea to wear the matching shirts. I, I had to. I had to. This doesn't even fit me. This is a three XL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, keep going, DJ. Oh no, no, no! Like you know, uh, you know, Borderland. Uh, uh, and. Pretty much like you know, just just random stuff, really, just talking about. But no, it, it, it was it was pretty much mostly work and just you know random uh, random talk. Uh, <laughs> the guy the, the guy is a Trump supporter, so uh, you know, <laughs> fun times had had all of them uh, had by all when it comes to like you know political talk and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I don't really much mind that stuff. It's just you know it's just fun to talk about, at least to me. But yeah, oh, no, yeah. for the most part, it's just you know working. Well, I mean, having a discussion outside of the podcast is, you know, that's perfectly fine. You know, we Mm -hmm. don't do it here, but, I mean, in your personal life, whatever, you know. But, I mean, if you still had a fun conversation regarding, like, politics, you had a fun conversation, we're just not going to have that conversation here. You know what I mean? It's like saying, yeah, I had had sex with a hooker yesterday, but I'm not going to do it here. I can discuss the the project and what I did, but I'm not going to bring it onto the show. Yeah, no, that's for the uh, VT Network OnlyFans. That's for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess tell everybody what you've been up to. Not a lot. It was a long walk from Florida to Indiana. 
Um, started getting into Magic the Gathering, though. I think that's going to be a dangerous thing to get into. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, really, there has not been much. Just kind of like coping. You know, new area, trying to get used to things. So, yeah. And then learning how to play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Mike, Mike's just going hard today. Uh, Bots Mike, you got to pay extra for that. Show, yeah, you, we're gonna we're gonna have to show that on the Patreon only. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fun. Can can you can you hear me now, Mike? <sighs> okay. So I started playing Magic: The Gathering, and that's like super exciting. And maybe like later, I'm gonna start playing D and D. Because there's, like, this place not too far from the house that, like, does it, like, two or three times a week. So. Okay, 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 thank you. Could, could you hear me okay, Mike? <laughs> I think Mike got a fucking <laughs> ASMR boner on that one. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, Grave Robber and I and my two sons have kind of gotten into Magic the Gathering a little bit. We all bought our, we all bought our decks. We're, we're currently, you know, I'm relearning how to play the game. There are, There is so much different then uh uh <laughs> god damn it mike <laughs> there's so many different rules from when we played dj there are things like fucking like no more double no more triple and quadruple stacks no more oh, no more eight turns you know what i mean like when yeah. you had the oh if you have this card plus one turn oh you have this card plus one turn oh pl- there's no infinite there's no infinite stacking yeah you're not just gonna put a whole table worth of uh, sapphires out and just abolish someone before they even get a chance to draw a card yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so all, all so many rules have changed and i don't mind it i don't mind it at all i mean it makes it more playable far more because <laughs> when you watch like old school like old school rules it's like i would have never ever even bought a fucking single card that's why that's why <laughs> dj said that uh I, we, I called him when i told him we were getting back into it and he said that people would spend money lots and lots of money to defeat me and i only had a black and green card i didn't have a commander deck i didn't have a pirate deck mm-hmm. i didn't have a, a, a booster deck or anything else i had a normal black and green deck but the way i played it it was what made it lethal. Well, that's like we watched that one video where the guy with a, what was it, a $380,000 deck beat the guy that had an almost $800,000 deck. And yeah. The, the expensive deck didn't even get a chance to move yet. Nope. <laughs> like It was uh, it was ridiculous. It was a one-turn defeat. Like, it was. It was a one-hit kill. And uh, I think it's even funnier when you, go, when you go back and you look at old school tournaments and stuff like that, and you you look at stuff that isn't like, like uh, there's instance now. Where you can you can uh, instantly throw the card down, eliminate one of their things. There used to be instants back in the day, but they didn't do what they do now. Like back in the day, you threw an instant, yeah, it would do something, but it would still be their turn. Yeah. So like it, like you the, you just had to have those bitches like ninja stars ready to go, dude. Like <laughs> fucking yeah. <laughs> you got seventy three. You got seventy three mana. She ain't got no fucking creatures. You want to draw some more? <laughs> That's right. I got I got one mana, and I got and I got a rat. I got a one one rat. But motherfucker, you ain't getting you ain't getting no nothing else on the board. Like it's it's it was ridiculous. The rats yeah. with the death touch, man. Yeah, they still have those at least. So uh, so it's yeah, it's, it's been great. kind of fun. Uh, 
I've, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been trying really hard to like relearn the game and not go back to like old habits. You know what I mean? Mm. Because uh, that's, that's, of course, that's what uh, that's that's what you always want to do. Like when you go when you when you pick up a basketball, and how many rules in basketball have changed? You know, you can't fucking shoulder check or elbow check someone. You know what I mean? Like back in the fucking street ball days, you can you can fucking hurt someone. Now it's like it's like, oh, foul. This is like come the fuck. Are you bleeding, bitch? No foul. Shut the fuck up. Instant personal foul. Instant personal foul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. It's so dumb. But uh, other than that, man, uh, <laughs> no, just, just getting accustomed, just getting accustomed to having a full house right now, and uh, trying to do everything I can to keep it all together. Oh, we took the boys to the range. We did go to the shooting range. Uh, His youngest is a, a straight-up natural at it. <laughs> My youngest is a natural. He pitted five bullseyes, his well, first five shots. Well, four. Four. Yeah, the first five bullets he's ever shot, four bullseyes consecutively. <laughs> hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of proud of myself as an instructor. You should be. <laughs> you should be. And uh, once again, I did what I always do, and I completely ripped out the bulls. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> I got called to show off by both my sons and this asshole. No, I just said he's just doing what he does. <laughs> I wasn't even a show off thing. That's just what he does. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta let the autistic child scream, okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. God, that's horrible. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if... Uh, should, uh, should, should I tell Beaner to... to uh, yes, his nickname is Bean. I call him Beaner. There's no offense to that. I'm, I'm Hispanic, so if anybody tries to get offended <clears throat> on my behalf, please just stop ahead of time. <laughs> Should I tell him to bring in the, the target? Hmm. A little show and tell? And then they're also going to have them both come in and talk about it. I don't have permission from their mom to put them on camera. Then I wouldn't. Okay. Because then all you're doing is like, not only am I big, but I also like, I'm really good with bullets. I am really good with bullets. Okay, let's move on. We've got a lot of articles. we got a lot of articles. Let's start the fucking show. Bada bing, bada boom. All right, let's see. Share screen. Share that screen. Share do ba 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 Now I can't stop thinking about Magic the Gathering now. Say again? Fuck, now I can't stop thinking about Magic the Gathering now. Dude, get the app on your phone. We can play. Yeah, if you get the app and you go through the color challenges, you can play with us. Look, I spent a lot of money. It's free. To defeat Dead Man. I can't go back to those old habits. Because I know, because... Well, dead men are gonna attest to this. Like once, once I get started, match the gathering. I don't stop. I literally don't stop. I, I went hungry, like for days at a time, spending my food budget. Two on, months. You know, yeah. On Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Dude, the tabletop place around here is freaking awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, the, like non foil cards. Mm-hmm. Um, non foil, non rare. So just your regular like common creature and, common. and sorcerer and all that. A hundred cards for seven bucks. Not bad. And within reason, oh. you can just grab you can just grab a bunch of uh, land cards and just yeah. take them home for free. Yeah, I went so. over there to ask how much it would cost for ten uh, swamp lands, and they were like, "I mean, it's not many, right?" I'm like, "No, it's ten basic lands." And he was like, "Yeah, go ahead and just take them for free." So that's yeah, a great dang. place. That's that's God. actually where I'm trying to go later tonight and 
make my D and D character. Shut so up! You're, you have to move up here, DJ. That's Shut it. up! No, That's it. no, I, I will not be tempted by your magicness. <laughs> Cheap NPG. <laughs> a place to go play. <laughs> Better weather than no, Texas. Not hot. <laughs> yeah. Better weather than Texas. Oh yeah, we we got we got. Milkshakes and racism. Sand. That's here. That's here too. Yeah, we got sand. If you just go into Indianapolis, you can get all of the Texas you want. Hey, hey, hey look, look, hey, hey, we got sand, man. So if Darth Vader comes cra- crawling by, we, we repel him with with, uh, with sand, man. <laughs> Not touching that one. Microsoft is giving Xbox insiders free access to classic Bethesda first-person shooters, and it wouldn't be possible if Microsoft wasn't acquiring Activision Blizzard as well. So it seems here Microsoft is, is giving select PC gamers free access to four classic games by Bethesda. Uh, mm. that, that's going to be Heretic. Oh, hey, Heretic. Heretic Hexen. Wow. And Elder Scrolls Arena and Quake Champions. So Ooh, Heretic. Quake and, Champions. Dude, Heretic and Hexen. These are old fucking games. That is old games. That is like Windows 98 games. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, my favorite 98 game was uh, No One Lives Forever. Mm-hmm. A little spy game. Yeah. That was a pretty neat little game. I'm going to see if I can emulate that later. Uh, it's not surprising that the offer is only available for valid for PC users as part of Microsoft's Insider program. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Arena is an open-world RPG established by Bethesda. Meanwhile, Heretic, the sequel to Hexen, Beyond Heretic... And its later expansion, Hexen uh, Death Kings of the Dark Citadel, are first-person dark fantasy shooters. They were really terrible, but they were fun. Uh, they were built model using a modified Doom engine, and though they were published by id Software, they were developed by Ravensoft. Uh, Activision acquired the rights to those games when it purchased Raven in 1997. Wow. Hmm. Oh, for a second, I was like, it bought a whole ass video game company for 70 bucks. <laughs> That's all it was worth. All I saw was for dollar sign 68.7. I was like, oh, billion was on the next line. Okay. <laughs> Now, we're I mean, just... that's all Ubisoft is worth right now. Yeah. I'm telling you, we can, we can crowdfund it. We can crowdfund it with your help. Everybody watching, just pitch in a few bucks. We can make a, be- we can make so a bid. We'll not only it. will you be producers of VT Network, but you'll also be sh- uh, shareholders. shareholders in fucking Ubisoft. But um, <laughs> we're not going to get much into this next story, but I just kind of wanted to speculate on to what kind of games this is going to spawn. Russia is starting to make their own video games after Xbox and Nintendo blocked their sales. Ooh, Dead Economy Simulator. Oh. Where you still have to try to run a business even though you can't even buy a loaf of bread for a wheelbarrow full of money. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that would be a good one. Or, uh... Russian Mob Simulator. You know? <laughs> or, um... What what is it, what are they what are they called? The one with the tracksuits? You know oh, I, mean? I don't know. I know what you're talking about though, but uh, there's there's a name for them. Uh oh, oh, okay. Bear Fight VR. Where Dude. you basically play as a boxer and you have to use vodka as power ups to fight a bear barehanded. <laughs> I mean DJ's done that. <laughs> that's that's not fair. But it sounds like a pretty Russian thing to do, you know? Well DJ's German, so he he fought like the big black German bears. Oh, okay. Why they gotta be black? Because that's what color they are. Oh. 
She knows there's no such thing as black hair. It's just really dark brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My it's barber true. told me that. No, uh, no comment there, DJ. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, a judge dismisses a lawsuit over alleged monopoly pricing on PlayStation Store. Now, we talked about this. We did talk about this. And we <clears> talked <throat> about the idea that if uh, the, the EU starts fucking with uh, the businesses, such as Sony and Microsoft, and claiming they have a monopoly, that this could actually come back and bite them in the ass. So let's look at this. Monopoly, arg monopoly arguments are viable, but missing revenue details, then they scuttle the case for Hey, now. we're watching Airplanes Together. Hey. It's difficult not to, like, seriously crane up, huh? What? Like, you can use your eyes. Dude, this monitor is fucking big enough. I don't even... <laughs> it's not like my little 17-inch laptop monitor, where all I see is different colored pixels when it's time to read an article. Well... <laughs> uh, a judge has dismissed a class-action lawsuit that argues Sony was abusing its monopoly power in the digital uh, PlayStation games market, but the dismissal leaves room for an amendment... Um, an amended complaint with additional factual context to move forward with the same with the same viable antitrust arguments. Uh, the lawsuit originally filed last May hinged on so Sony's 2019 decision to stop allowing physical and online retailers uh, retailers from selling digital download codes for games on the PSN store. Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo still allow that. The decision was specifically intended to and did eliminate price competition from other digital video game retailers. Uh, to pay a higher price for digital PlayStation games than they would in a free, unrestrained, competitive retail market. I agree with that, but at the same time, this is kind of hard to prove. You, you know, because if, like, if the whole video game world is on a standard of $60, and, uh, you know, PlayStation eliminates one of those av avenues, but it doesn't go above that $60... It's really difficult to look at the whole thing as 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 a yeah. as a monopoly. Because like the whole purpose of making yourself a monopoly is to charge what you want and fuck what everyone thinks. Yeah. Like. And honestly, I'm surprised video games aren't more expensive as they are. Like, because when you scale up, like how much everything costs and base it off of inflation, say from like the '90s and shit, you know, when you're paying thirty bucks for a Genesis cartridge. No, they were forty. The, they were fifty bucks, and then forty-five dollars for a PlayStation, and then fifty bucks for PS2, and then sixty bucks for PS2 and Xbox. Now they're still sixty bucks. You know, like that's why when it's like when a game comes out and it's like sixty dollars, I'll buy it. And then it's like uh, like Battlefield Four, for example. Right. Okay, get the uh, Battlefield, you know, premium pass for an extra fifty bucks. And everything that it comes with, the extra maps and all that stuff, uh, weapon unlocks and all that. I feel like it's not so much a scam of DLC as it is now you're buying the whole game. Because inflation-wise, games should cost, for a full game, about $110. We, we, did but, the, we did the math on this show. Well, I mean, but that's what it is, though. Like, that's what it'll come out to. You can do the math again later if you want, but... Well, a no, full we, game should roughly cost about $110 based on, on how the inflation has gone. So, we, d we did the math on this show. After everything uh, taken into account, accounting, or you know, into account for building, uh, processing, and distributing, and everything else like that, games should only, in all reality, cost, believe it or not, less about forty-eight to fifty dollars. Now you mark up CEO pay 
you mark up overhead, and then you mark up everything else, and that's what brings them to sixty to seventy dollars. Right. But see, at that same point, with the availability of digital only games, digital downloads should be cheaper than physical copies because there is no distribution or packaging required. I agree. I, like yes, if I, I pay sixty bucks for a disc, I'm gonna pay like forty bucks for a download. No, I agree. Like Absolutely. I paid fifty bucks for NES DuckTales. I had to use my own money, Mike Smith says. Next time Mike run faster than the security guard. Well see, Mike, back in the day I would just buy my video games, like my PlayStation One games, from like Video Way. Like Blockbuster. Blockbuster get the when used ones. Because yeah. I bought Metal Gear Solid for twenty five dollars. I got Siphon Filter one and two for a total of thirty bucks. Like, uh, we had a we had a, we had a place <laughs> in El Paso called Major Players. Remember them, DJ? Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, and it was they were so weird. Depending on who was working, it was so hit and miss. Yeah, it was like it was like if if you went on a good day, you could get like a brand new game for like twenty bucks <laughs> because it was open and they've used it for a demo. Yeah, but if you went on a bad day, it was sixty bucks even if it was opened and used. Well, and the good thing is, too, if you went to certain rental stores, before they put DVDs and uh, disc-based games on sale, they would resurface them anyway. Yeah. So you, you would get a thin-ass PlayStation disc, <laughs> but there was no scratches on it. Yeah. And for half the price, I mean, come on. I mean, Metal Gear Solid, I think when that came out, was like 60 bucks on PS1 because of the two-disc thing. That is uh, interesting. Well, yeah, because the double discs always costed more. Well, yeah, because they so. had to get a special jewel case and everything for it, so... Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, so yeah, it should honestly only cost about 38, uh, 48 bucks. Uh, and but I'll never do digital again. <laughs> Microsoft fucked me over once and that's too many. But this is, uh, this is all... This is all a lawsuit that we, we talked about. And honestly, without, without that context or without that, without that missing information... There is not a lot that can be done right now. Yeah, and with the way gaming computers and shit work anyway, you can Jack Sparrow any game you want, whether it's PlayStation or not. So, unless I meet, like, the fucking love of my life and she exclusively plays on PlayStation, I'm never going back to PlayStation. I agree. With the exception of that one PS1 that's over at Happy Times that I really want to get. <laughs> Just so I can hear the fucking disc spin up and the fucking laser, tick, 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 and then load up the do 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 do. So then I can work on doing the speed run on original hardware for Metal Gear Solid because I know I can get that shit in like under an hour. Under an, you think so? Oh, I know I can. That's that's <laughs> interesting. Uh, there was a YouTube ad that popped up and apparently it, didn't, it isn't what everybody thinks it was. Uh, it was demanding a new Nintendo Direct. Uh, it was a link to a year-old video spoofing uh, such reactions, but no Direct energy is high. Uh, people like Nintendo Directs. People want Nintendo Directs, but these uh, streamed promotion for forthcoming Switch games are so rare people get a little twitchy. Yesterday, after someone tweeted that they'd seen an ad on YouTube demanding a new Direct, it rapidly went viral. It's not all it seems, but it certainly speaks for fans' desperate clamors for every tiny snippet of information from the Japanese giant. Initially thought to be someone's fevered demands for a new Nintendo Direct to be announced, Twitter user CreatorFM exclaimed there's an ad because someone wants a Nintendo Direct. What is a Nintendo Direct? Uh, it's essentially what happened in San Diego, but for Nintendo. What happened in San Diego? Marvel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll see what this is. I don't, uh. It won't play. It doesn't want to play. There's been some recent clicks on our Twitter, so I don't want <laughs> to expose anybody to anything. <laughs> Nobody's fault. It was just bots followed us, so they kind of stuck our Twitter in our certain box for a little while. Um, the account has... Oh! There it is. There it is. I swear to God, bitch, if you forgot to make a direct, I will break each and every one of your goddamn fucking cartridges! And if I find my switch, <laughs> I will fucking slam that shit so hard against the wall, you're gonna be losing so much fucking profit from me for the next year, you goddamn ungrateful little bitches! Just fucking give me my direct right now! Where's my direct? Where's my direct? I double checked. Where's my direct? Is that it? The one you just announced? It's Cindy! <laughs> Somebody spent a lot of time on that. Like, yeah. I, I still don't quite understand exactly what's going on, but I feel like that it just is not the appropriate response. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that was that was feverish. I I don't think I've ever actually seen a response like that to the lack of content. Yeah. Not even in, in the Metal Gear Solid fandom. Not in any fandom. Well, not even in fucking Star, Star Wars. Star Wars, right? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, here's the hoping that they fucking, you know, do something with it. I think they should just go ahead and cancel the whole project. Just no more directs well, that's because what I would do. I'm like, fuck you. You're going to be childish about it? I'll be childish. Um, no more direct. Now we're getting Fiji's and all the vending machines at the fucking headquarters. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to cover this one really quick. We're going to move on past it. EA's latest FIFA game uh, goes all in and has an addition of women's soccer. Woo! Now, I might play that. This is interesting because... Uh, the, this is their last game under the FIFA license. We know that. But we also know that for some fucking reason... The men's team for the last four years has just sucked the all the balls. And, like, the women's U.S. soccer team has been killing it. They've been winning championships and all sorts of crazy shit nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's so much more intense watching women's soccer. Like, they're definitely tougher than the men's soccer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you get to like some of those like tan European countrymen. <sighs> I mean, like let's. I mean, let's let's not pussyfoot around it. These fuckers are paid actors. I mean, in one aspect or another. Oh, for sure. Especially you know, Italy. It's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded loaded. I'm just saying. <laughs> Been holding that in for a while, huh, Green? That's <laughs> <laughs> some fucking. That's a Manchester United energy right there, dude. You have no idea what Manchester United is, do you? Liverpool, my guy. Oh, my fuck. That's even worse. <laughs> I know exactly what the fuck Manchester United is. Fucking, no. No, we're Real, going all the way. Real Madrid? <laughs> Real Madrid? No? 
They're fun to watch, though. They are fun to watch. They, those guys do kind they of They get in ass. fights. Yeah. Like, they like, fuck this, like... It's because it <laughs> awakens their, their, their colonizer ancestors, and they're like, we can win the game if you're not on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think one of my favorite, all your base are belong to us. I think one of the most interesting ones was Germany versus Real Madrid, and it was just I don't a knockdown. Watch that, but that sounds intense. It was like the last one. I think it was like two or three years ago when it was just a knockdown, drag out fight. It was like fucking hockey played with <laughs> feet, bro. And it wasn't like one of these like uh, uh, yellow card. No, it was like fucking <laughs> what card. <laughs> uh, I convinced Carmen Deadman is using a green screen with grave on it. Probably. Yeah, we're not gonna deny it. Uh, it's just easier to stream to the green screen. Ubisoft artist referee says, can't call it, it if there's no referee. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ubisoft says artists. Ubisoft artist says entitled gamers make game launches a horrid, a horrid experience. No, dude. Bad fucking games make bad fucking launches. I mean, what was the company that says it makes it a horrid experience? Mm. 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 I'm telling you, donate now. Which we'll we'll buy them. Everybody that donates will be a stockholder. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll finally get a division three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just more skins for the division two. And a fucking mobile game. Oh. Yeah, An Ubisoft artist has explained why devs avoid communicating with fans, especially after shipping the game. In his words, entitled gamers make the most exciting part of the development a horrid experience. Joe Hobbs, a lead prop artist at Ubisoft, uh, Annecy? Mm. Anal, says his, uh, shared his thoughts on Twitter. He wrote that the devs who are public about the titles they're involved in often receive verbal abuse from fans, which has led to employees who won't even say what they do because of being scared of the immediate backlash. On top of that, streamers and content creators that thrive on overreacting to things for views make things worse. Now, now that one... Okay, but here's not the thing. they have a point. Don't be a bitch. Free publicity is good publicity. All publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And even the overreacting and over-dramatizing things... It's free fucking publicity, man. I There's this shop where I grew up called Master Bait and Tackle. And at least twice a year, somebody <laughs> complains about it to the newspaper. And uh, in Florida, whenever a business is under fire by a community complaint, they have to list that business address. Mm-hmm. Free advertising, man. Doesn't matter that Janet's like, hey, you need to change your name. I don't like your name. It's offensive. Oh. It's like, actually, it's fucking creative and hilarious as shit, but okay. Yeah, the rest of us <laughs> like it. Uh, well, yeah, I, but it's true. Heck, look at, look at Grand Theft Auto. Like, they literally became the juggernaut they, they were because of all the negative publicity uh, surrounding their, their games, basically. Yeah. yeah. I will look at Magic the Gathering in the '90s. That was basically well, that was the that satanic was, panic. Well, that was basically the the D and D of the '90s. I, I blame the like, satanic panic on that one. The satanic like, panic was advertising, though. You know, but it, it didn't do it didn't do what they wanted to, especially with Wizards of the Coast. He he ended up selling the business because he was like, "I'm fucking done with this." Yeah, I'm 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 having people protest my literal goddamn house. Because, like, well, some see, newspaper that's... in California published my address, my personal address, and now I got... I got that's fucking... when you use the money you make to get automated 7.62 turrets. 
set that's, them up on proximity sensors. So there's another there's another idea for a Russian game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like oh they make it absolutely terrible. Well, don't be a bitch. You know, if you just Not, create well, I mean, like, yeah, a handful of TikTok videos, you're gonna deal with a bunch of horrid bullshit anyway. Well, yeah, no, but, but a lot of times, like, with, with the case of that one guy, it's like, you know, when they start interfering with your personal life or something you, you're not even planned, uh, planned on or, you know, there's no aspects of your game that, that should be, like, negative in this way. I can, I, I can understand, understand him bowing out. It's like, I, I made this game to be fun. Like, what the hell? Like, you know, it's like, yeah. you're literally interfering with my personal life. This is not even about the business anymore. And that's the thing, too. Whenever someone's talking shit, look at your accolades and then look at theirs. And if that doesn't work, look at your bank account and then imagine what theirs is. Does them talking shit really matter? It's not about, it's not about them talking shit. What, what it is is... Um, so DJ... I, I, know, I know DJ's kind of keeping quiet about that, but he has a personal hatred for people that severely overreact to things on, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And uh, he actually wanted to make an entire episode on our old on our, on our old YouTube channel regarding overreactions and uh, you know this uh, extremism that a lot of people were doing at the time. It's it's died off big time, but when we were doing content, it used to be so much more prominent. You know, like Battlefield screws over players again. Protect your credit cards. And like you would, you would watch the video, and it was like some guy was like, "I spent three dollars on a microtransaction, and they charged me three twenty-five. Right. But like they would scream about it, and it would go on from like the heavens. You know what I mean? It's just like shut the fuck up. And dude. stuff like that. It's like people are just dumb as hell as it is. Like, but again, we one we, don't we don't purchase from sketchy sellers, and and two. If you're worried about your credit card information being online, like on Xbox, for example, use your cash, go down to 7-Eleven, get a Microsoft Xbox gift card, and then upload that. Yeah. What are they going to yeah. steal? The remaining balance of your gift card? The remaining 75 cents? Yeah. <laughs> or, or if nothing else, get like, like, like get one of those, like those uh, prepaid cards if you, if you need some kind of card. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, uh, they pretty much uh, make, make that like as credit cards. Um, yeah, yeah, like, the worst one I've ever seen was people were, were uh, when people were bitching about GameStop, you know, like, you know, because, like, the GameStop hate was, like, super huge. And, like, there was this one guy who's like, yeah, I had, I had this disc that was scratched up, and GameStop wouldn't even take it to trade in. Yeah, then he holy. showed the fucking thing. Yeah, holy And it looked like crap. he had been dragged behind a car. Yeah. And it was like, get, get, shut the fuck up, bro. Uh... Let's let's take a look at this though. I've received death threats over in the past over the Division Two. And I'm not gonna lie, you kind of deserve them. I mean, this uh, game that, yeah. <laughs> the harassment that game developers received is utterly disgusting, and I see it in the comments of most devs who say pretty much anything. Hobbs went on to say players want devs to be more open and communicative, only to throw demands and threats at them if they when they do. Additionally, such fans are always people completely ignorant of how games are made and aim their anger at the wrong people. Uh, the sad fact is most game devs go on complete and social media blackouts for weeks following the launch of whatever they've worked on. And I'd heavily advise it. Get some rest, recharge after the push to shipping the game. People will say toxic stuff no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. oh, now there's there's the crux of it, though. There's the crux of it. People are going to say toxic shit no matter what. So let it go. Yeah. In Grave Robert's words, stop being a bitch. Yeah. 
I mean, well, uh, they're Ubisoft. They can't really help it. So, oh, uh, somebody says I got Death Threats too. On one hand, somebody showed up to my house. That really got to me. Uh, really takes a glamour and rare and exciting line out of work. Uh, it's okay to be a critic, but they should vent their frustrations on a punching bag. Now, here's the thing, okay? I mean, if I was a game dev and people were talking shit and doing death threats, here's the public challenge. Develop a game better than mine and you can talk all the shit you want. That's what I always say. <laughs> I, <don't, yeah. laughs> I completely agree with a lot of that. I mean, because you, know, you, you, you have people who bitch, whine, and complain about whatever. Like, Hey, not just just video games, just like any type of media, and they'll yeah. always act like, "Oh, like, but but if you do this story like this, it's like, okay, show them how it's done. Literally, exactly. get off your ass, fork over the money, and show them how this done. If you're so fucking such a fucking expert on this, yeah, yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> no, it's problematic, and I and I've had people, and I've had friends of mine that that you know, oh well, I listen to your show, it fucking sucks. Cool, go do one better. Yeah. Well, that's not what I mean. Well, then shut the fuck up. Exactly. Well, I could do one better if I wanted. Then go do it. Then do it. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I don't really want to. Then shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'm, like I'm, yeah, yeah. Walk the walk. Don't just fucking talk the talk. I mean. Yeah. How many It's the reason. It's the reason I'm. A, I, I hate the majority of critics out there. Mm-hmm. Because they'll bitch and complain and whine, but it's like, okay, fine. Show you can do better. Don't just bitch about it. Prove it. Yeah. That's like, that's how I've always felt about critics. Like, you know, America's number, the number one movie in America. There's one every two weeks, first of all. Uh, and second of all, you know, why should I make my decisions off your opinion? Because of what you thought about this movie. Have you ever written a movie, directed one, written a fucking story, made up your own campfire story, for example? You know, or like, oh, the composition of this music was horrible. Do you even play an instrument? Like, you know, it's like complaining without offering a solution is a waste of energy. Uh, yeah, Mike's it's. Just, uh, we we're gonna keep that private, Mike. As long as you keep the cameras rolling, it's never gonna be private. Uh, DJ, did you get the check to come over to Mike Network? <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> back on topic. But yeah, no, like yeah, exactly. Like like when I uh, when I read about like you know critics like you know complaining about uh, shit like. Like, like like the first Venom movie, how they was like, oh this you know this this movie's terrible and like you know sort of fucking shit, and I'm like, you fucking morons, mm-hmm. you're acting like the audience is dumb. We know we know from a structural point it's not good, but we don't care. It's a popcorn turn off your brain film. Five year olds figured this out. Why can't you, oh so professional? Or like Kung Pao Enter the Fist. That movie was fucking filmed, edited, and done in 30 days. You, you were expecting something serious out of that? Like, yeah, I mean, the, the, the best scene was the, you know, when he punches the guy in the midst. I mean, that's like a whole plot that's, back there. That's like his stomach blood on the ground <laughs> back there. What like Kimmy was like, look. Junk. Right, like, what Kimmy was like, look, I'm no doctor or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even seem possible. That's the movie that got me in wanting to be a voice actor, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it was great. 
Well, you know it what? Was, was. But, uh, but but Martin said it best. You know, uh, the definition of a critic: a person, a per, a person who can't do what you do, so you have to bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Well, food I, critics get me the most. When when they go and they like write up a, a dish or a course at a restaurant, and I'm like, okay, but can you do anything can other do than it? like heating up one of those like steamer vegetable pre-cooked chicken things and then adding the sauce packet you left in the sink for ten minutes? Like, what can you do? <laughs> I, I, so the, there was a, there was a movie uh, with Michael Keaton called Birdman. No, you're thinking Batman. No, Birdman. Uh, was it Birdman? Damn <laughs> Now you done fucking. Hold on. Hold on. Asshole. Oh man. Why did you, why didn't you just take me to the site, fucking idiot? Hold on. Yeah, Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. It was Bird. Fuck you. <laughs> um, well, he started both. So. Batman. So. Yeah. Uh, so the thing was, though, is uh, there was this there was this big speech, right? Uh, because uh, Michael Keaton plays like a washed-up actor. He's doing Broadway now. Uh, he's uh, he, he used to be Batman. You know what I mean? So, or he used to be Birdman, this big action superhero in that in that universe. And so this is a one-shot movie. Well, one shot. Uh, it follows him throughout this whole night of just insanity. Of him dealing with agents, with critics. But there's this long speech right around right around a third of the way into the movie. Uh, where one of his critics uh, that got him fired from uh, the, 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 whole, the, whole, the whole show uh, is sitting in the bar. And he walks in and he starts yelling at them. Um, everything everywhere all at once was also filmed in 30 days. Thank you, Lofus. <coughs> but anyways, he starts yelling at them in the bar. And he, and, he, and he tells her, you have no fucking clue what it's like to be on the other side of the goddamn barrel, on top of the camera. Everything, everything I do is up for critic uh, criticization. Everything you, everything you can say about me. But the thing is, is that the critic risks nothing. You don't create anything, you don't add anything you don't put anything out into the world except tell other people how good you think something is and therefore you're fucking useless yeah mm-hmm. and so it's this really just harsh speech and i think fucking michael keaton had that bitch loaded <laughs> i think that was i think that was like 20 percent script 80 percent michael keaton because he unloads on that fucking uh critic and it's um uh, it's pretty brutal. Like it, it's and the, and when he leaves the bar, like the critic is just sitting there, like well, "fuck you." And like, but like I was watching the movie, going like, "thank you," like yes, I know I'm a critic, but I've I've walked it, I've done it, I've done music, I've done film. You know what I mean? I've worked on video games, albeit not to the extent of making one, but I've worked on them. I know what the pressure is. You know. So when yeah. I can criticize something, I have the experience to be able to say, hey, that's not good, that is good, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Critics are, the ma- uh, critics are pretty much the, the concept of what is called mental masturbation. Yes. They, they jerk themselves off over something they can't control. Basically. Thank you, Vince McMahon. But no, that's basically, uh, that, that's what they are. And that's why I like... When I hear like hear a critic, I'm like, yeah, no, 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 fuck you, 
you know, you obviously you, you obviously don't freaking understand. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, so they fuck off. Like the one, the the, the movie that finally like was the the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to critics was the uh, Night of the Museum movie. You know, I don't know if you guys, the first yeah. one. I don't know if you guys seen that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I went into this film just in, in theaters. I saw it in theaters, and I was like, you know, like Ben Stiller, you know, seems all right. Like I love Robin Williams. Like you know what, whatever. So it's just just sit down and just watch it. I enjoyed the film. The families. You know, around me, it was enjoying the film because that's what it was. It was just a good film you could just sit down and enjoy. And then you had the critics, oh, like Robert Williams' performance is terrible. Like, what is Ben Stiller doing? I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, that's not the fucking point. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, not a single one of those fucking critics saw zero effect. One of Ben Stiller's first films, and one of his one of his most impressive uh, feats of acting. Like nobody's seen that. No, they they just go off of uh, uh, something about Mary, or some other bullshit like that. Like, go watch Zero Effect. Anybody who's anybody who's watching now, watch Zero Effect. Incredible movie. Really, really good movie. I showed it to DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a complete mind fuck, but well, it's so good. Like the critics will also kind of box in an actor's career, especially until yeah. they just quit. Like, look at Jim Carrey. You know. Like, number 23, Night of the Majestic, Eternal Sunshine. No. The critics were like, these movies are all horrible because Jim Carrey wasn't up there acting like a goofball the whole time. So, you know, well, uh, they, Like, they the number horrible, 23, but... I actually really fucking got into that yeah, movie. Was, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I think the number 23 is a very underrated film. Like, I just sat there in any combination of numbers. I was like, all right, pause. It's 23! <laughs> like fucker, <laughs> I knew My it. is useless. Thank you, baby. Uh, but the the reason those movies sucked was because they didn't they stunt casted Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. They completely stunt casted him. Like like none of that was like we're gonna we're gonna get Jim Carrey because he's tall or because he can emote. They're gonna be like, no, we got Jim Carrey. Well, what are you gonna do with him? I don't know. Yeah, like Eternal Sunshine could literally have been anyone, anybody, else and been the same movie. Anybody. Yeah. It was supposed to be Jared Leto. I would rather it be Jim Carrey, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is, this is like this is pre-dickhead Jared. Leto. I know this is you know still watching music videos on MTV, Jared Leto. But yeah, I would rather it have been Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, I, I know there was there was, uh, was, was three in the running before Jim Carrey. It was uh, Edward Norton, uh, Jared Leto. You know, Ed Norton would have been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was another one I just can't remember off the top of my head, but there was there was people in the running for it. It ended and it, it landed in Jim Carrey's lap. But it was a it was it was just it's those movies are problematic because the the, the number twenty three absolutely tapped into what Jim Carrey is, and that is uh, boundless energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just nonstop energy. And so his character in that fucking movie just constantly feeding himself to keep pursuing this conspiracy it it worked well mm-hmm. but like well, yeah like just like the Truman Show worked well for Jim Carrey yeah you know because he's very like expressive like physically yeah so you can like as you watch the scenes with Truman in them you can see that mentally he's figuring shit out and yeah and he's exhausted yeah. by yeah. it yeah. yeah which worked I mean, pretty yeah. good Jim Carrey's a master at that I mean heck Look at the the Grinch who uh, still uh, Grinch who still Christmas. I mean, <laughs> yeah. dude, but, I mean, that table uh, scene, yes. Yeah, but like, but but honestly, just like the makeup, like yeah. you read the you watch behind the scenes and how much makeup they put on him, you know, for every scene. 
And how and when he took the face, makeup off, he'd leave the contacts in just to fuck with people. You know? <laughs> and, and, the, and the expression he uses. Like, you have to really be good for your, for your face to like work through all yeah. that makeup. And Definitely. he did it beautifully. And you want a good comparison. Look at freaking Mike Myers and Cat in the Hat. It was like... It is comparable, yeah. Yeah, like about a similar amount of the makeup, but he couldn't do it because and I don't blame him either because that is a lot to work through. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of makeup to work through, so it's just like his face is like stoic, but at least his mouth could move, at least he could speak. I just, speak I just love the uh, scream and run. There we go. Like that was that was awesome. That well, was let's cool. move into the next part of it. <laughs> Alright, getting into it, everything at STCC, uh, there's a fuck ton of trailers, but we get shut down every time we try to play them, so let's just scroll down to the list and we'll discuss it, because uh, I'm not going to be... Wait, they're guy. doing Secret Invasion, really? Yep, it's going to be She-Hulk, Black Panther, mm. Wakanda Forever, mm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Secret Invasion is next year on Disney+, Plus. What If Season 2 That's next good. year... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three well, next hmm. year, uh, Echo, which is going to be really interesting. Is that uh, the one about the dolphin? Yes, uh, the Marvels Loki Season Two Summer next year. Blade, Blade. There Hashtag he is. There blade. it is. And and always remember they they try to bury it, but always remember if there was no Blade, there'd be no MCU. Correct. That's Never forget true. that. Don't don't let them forget that either. No, they try to bury Blade. Nah, fuck that shit. Always remember Blade, the original, the one who started this crap. Uh, Daredevil, a new show for Disney Plus is coming oh. back with Charlie Cox. Oh God! Shut up. Oh, Captain America. Oh God! Oh, God, no, no! Don't give this guy his own movie. Send him back to the plantation. Daredevil. Oh, Captain America, a new movie. Yeah. God damn it, DJ. No, no, no. I'm not touching it. Thunderbolts. away. Yes, yes, yes. Let's move Iron on. Ironheart, uh, Agatha, the Covenant of Chaos is going to be really interesting for those old school fans. The new Fantastic Four is going to be out in 2024. Avengers. Oh, crap. The Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars both oh, in 2025. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. This is it. This is going to be the disaster. Thank you, Falcon. You're going to kill the franchise. DJ. Uh, so this is this is really interesting, and we do have we do have new trailers for uh, Wakanda Forever. We do have a trailer, a new trailer for uh, She Hulk. We have new trailers for a lot of things, but once again, we usually get uh, we usually mm. get shut down when we Te play the trailers. So I'm not gonna. Mm. Technically, shouldn't this be Phase Five? Technically speaking, uh, this is Phase Five. Oh, okay. That's, that's, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Mm. So uh, let's move on from that, though. Because I mean, I'm excited for some of these titles. Mm. I'm excited for Daredevil to come back. Mm -hmm. I really like Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Nah. Because <laughs> you don't like MCU shit. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, no. To be fair, he did say he, he, he would give Blade a chance. Fuck yeah. Because I hate it. And He's giving <laughs> it a chance because I hate no, it. No, because I like Blade. <laughs> and you hate me. To some extent. Yeah. But also, I'm interested in Guardians Volume 3. Yeah. The, the last, Guardians movies are fun. The last Guardians. Mm -hmm. No more Guardians after this. Finally. At, at least somebody knows when to stop. 
<laughs> so the Mortal Kombat sequel will bring back the original director. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Like from the 90s? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, really... uh, I think this is a plus. Because if I nothing else, so. I'll know... Uh, I mean, at least I know I'll be. It'll be more uh, faithful for uh, faithful to the game. Fucking cold, man. Fucking I just hope cold. there's the same amount of cheese in it, man. Like, oh, that, that that was great, but fucking cold, man. Jeez, that guy. We already found out what Cole was, dude. Like, no, no. There's a reason he was left at the back burner, and this was a perfect excuse. Like, here comes Scorpion and Sub Zero. The fight we've been waiting since the first freaking film, and then I'm cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. God, <laughs> don't don't be one of those assholes. Don't be one of those assholes that that hates everything because it's not the way you want. No, it. no, 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 dude, dude, you can't argue with this. He's he has literal plot armor. Literally, it's literal plot armor. You can't get worse than that. This guy, ru- this guy almost ruined the one fight we've all as MK fans we've been waiting for for years. <laughs> by getting in between the freaking juggernauts of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. And I rewatched that fight. He gets a few good hits on Sub. And it does nothing. He, he literally He shouldn't have been there in off. the first place. It's like, quit. Quit. Like, <laughs> you know, and that's the word. And that's the thing. It's like, no, you're still here. You keep coming. Why are you doing this? You have nothing to do with anything. Go away. And he wouldn't go away. We we made the joke on this sh- we made the joke on this show. Go fucking save your family. Leave the big boys to play. Yeah, and then yeah, no, no, I can your fight too. Soul is mine. Why did it have to be Kung Lao? Why couldn't it have been Cole? Why did it have to be Kung Lao? I mean, Kung Lao was finally getting the recognition that you and I did, man. Both felt he, he deserved. Yeah, and he's the one who gets his soul sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he is the one. It's like, wait, what's this? Kung Lao's actually getting some development? Can't have no. that. <laughs> I mean, and, come on. Know, he, well, he dies in how many fucking games? And I've hated every one of them, but, like, it, it happens. Yeah, but it, it should happen. But at least, at least Liu Kang actually acknowledged it. I mean, acknowledged it for once. It's like, oh, crap, we lost Kung Lao. Look, we're fucked. Yeah. I mean, at, at least they gave that one true to the freaking story. You know, at least. Yeah, no, it was um, it wasn't a good movie, but I, I don't. Yeah, but you, you got what you want. You got the fight. That's why you, you you're so. Uh, but I've no, no, uh, uh-uh, no. I will never let this go. <laughs> if they got rid of Cole, I could forgive everything else. If you know, but uh, just get rid of Cole. Get rid of him. You know, the consistency. His character's not showing up as much as they. Do you, do you, uh, do you mean? Do you mean finish him? Well, you know what? In any way, like, look, whether it be death or he be like in a freaking some kind of pleasured or like afterglow coma, I don't care. Put like, put like, as long as like hospitalized or something, just just get him out of there. I don't care how you do it. I'm not gonna ask questions. Just, here's the money. Look, just 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 execute it. Well, we got Johnny Cage coming back. We got Johnny Cage coming in the sequel. Uh, Sonya's returning, Jax is returning. We have a lot of the characters returning, and we're gonna have another Scorpion Sub Zero fight. We already have that confirmed. So, like, wait, it, it, wouldn't this be more a noob Cybot though? If no. it's gonna be the, the first Sub Zero uh, coming back, or because he does become a noob Cybot, so maybe his younger brother. Maybe we Sub-Zero's don't, we don't know. Brother. We don't know if this was the younger or the older brother. No, it's the older brother. 
They make I just want there. the movies to evolve into the same chaos the video games had. All right, so then, like, out of nowhere, fucking Sonya's fighting Freddy Krueger, and then you get Jax battling the fucking Xenomorph, and then Michael Myers pops up out of nowhere, like, and then Jason Voorhees rises from a fucking lake to battle Reptile. And like, RoboCop jumps Yeah, in. and then fucking RoboCop and Terminator duking it out in the background for no reason. Like, I just want it to get to the chaos level of the video games. Where literally they're just sticking random people in there to try to get that particular I fan get, base to participate. How did they? Like, how did? How did they not get Negan? How did Negan go to Tekken? Right, that's right. Well, they were fighting. I guess Tekken wanted it more. That's bullshit. Like, if I'm fucking Mortal Kombat, bro, I'm making that bid. Whatever the bid is, a guy with a belt with a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat in a game literally about bludgeoning each other to death like how did because you not Mortal win Kombat that? spent all their money getting like Predator and Leatherface and shit like that yeah Fuck. <laughs> that was fucking well, stupid dude well a lot of their uh, stuff was already owned by Warner Brothers so that and, was and Rambo they got Rambo too yeah, yeah. They, that's right they did get Rambo that, that kind of surprised me <sighs> but Mortal Kombat on the PS3 when you played as Freddy man he was like the scorpion killer though he, was he really was. Yeah. Every time I went but, online and someone had Freddy Krueger and I was playing Scorpion, I was like, oh, fuck. I'll just take the L now so I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, my favorite director of all time, Michael Mann, is making Heat 2. And it's already being, um, it's already underway. And, uh, uh, here's the problem. I don't care. Is that the movie with Sandra Bullock? No. Oh. I don't care. He's my favorite director. He's he's the person that got me wanting to be a director in film. I don't care about this. Mm. What about you guys? I don't even know who the fuck it is. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. I, I'm not on that level of I don't care. It's just like why? Like yeah. he was fine. We didn't need to add on to it. Well, the, the book sold really well. The book really is mm -hmm. a prequel. It, it kind of describes what happens leading up to what happened in Heat. Mm -hmm. But Michael Mann is such a such an incredible director. You know what I mean? Like the stuff he does with the camera and with everything else that happens is what makes the book so interesting. I don't know mm -hmm. his work. You, it's Collateral. He did Collateral. Jamie Foxx. I've Tunkers. seen that one movie. Okay, you've seen it. Miami Vice. He did that one too. I didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> I like. I don't care. I, I this is not this is not something I'm looking forward to. I mean, I'm looking forward to him having one more, uh, you know, one more movie. But I I don't believe it should be fucking Heat Two, you know. Like come the fuck on. Uh, moving on from that next subject. A Marvel artist says character royalty payments for creators are bait and switch. He opens up about Marvel's practices. Uh, welcome to comics, bro. Ugh. But I did not expect this. I mean, that's, that's kind of how Marvel got started anyway. That's how everyone got started. It's like, hey, that's a really cool drawing you got there. Give me 500 bucks for it. Yeah. In perpetuity. 
Yeah. How do you how, fucking Todd McFarlane? Yeah. Because he got fucked so many times before, literally created his own goddamn comic book company. Yeah. And then he fucked over people the same way other people did. Yeah. Yeah, because he realized, oh, so this is how the game's played. The yeah. only comic book company that I can think of right now that didn't fuck people over by stealing their character ideas was, was it Mirage? Because all they've ever had was the Ninja Turtles. Uh, no, they had Gen 13. And it sold nothing. Right. And so they just stuck with the Turtles. Yeah. Which yeah. was their original ideas anyway. Yeah. I, I think but it was, was the case smart of, to yeah. get rid of the tails. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, but, but in case of them, I think it was just the case of, uh, look. And then, the, dude, there was a time that Ninja Turtles pretty, pretty much ruled the world. They didn't need yes. to steal any, any more ideas because money was just, just they were bathing in it at yeah. one point or another. So it's like, yeah, I don't need your idea. So, like, what's those na- latest action figures? Oh, look at that. 100 million, bitches. They just came out at the right time, I guess. Yeah. But all they ever really needed was the turtles. Thought I was going to date with bait, but then. <laughs> Thank you, little baby. Uh, so Black Widow was once again under legal battlegrounds. The co-creators of Yelena Belova said that they thought they had signed a contract entitling them to 25000 apiece for the Black Widow movie and various other appearances. That came along with it, such as action figures and such. Instead, they were paid just $5,000. Having spoken to a number of creators, Marvel's financial offerings seem a bit of a bait and switch. They throw out a large number, but then little by little, they whittle down the actual payout. Okay, but did you have goals? Did you have mile markers? Did you have things that you had to fulfill or numbers that they had to hit in order for you to get paid out? Yes. Meet your fucking contract. If all these things were, you know, like itemized under contingencies, then maybe look back at it. Yeah. Ah, like, so, okay, so this, this isn't a comics, it's a MCU uh, type of situation. No, this is a contract situation. It's like publishers clearing house sweepstakes. You could win a million dollars, but you won't. Essentially, the contract seems to offer very clear terms of payment. Her agreement, signed in 2007, states that Grayson could re- would receive 25000 for the theatrical film appearance, $2,000 for an episode of TV over 30 minutes. There is no TV over 30 minutes. That's your fault. Everything is under 24 minutes for commercials. That's your fault. And $1,000 for an episode of TV 30 minutes or less. That's what you're going to get paid. There is no one-hour TV shows, and TV shows is specifically TV shows. It doesn't say streaming. It doesn't say uh, network, and it doesn't say anything else like that. TV shows are TV shows. Uh, There's even an agreement for toy and other merchandising, including action figure sales, $5,000 for one figure released in a single year, $10,000 for two, or $25,000 for three or more. When it comes to the video games, there was a maximum of $30,000 to be shared among all creators who had a character in the game. Not exactly huge amounts for properties that regularly make company billions. Unfortunately, it doesn't end there. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the contract includes language that would grant Marvel broad discretion to dramatically lower payments. One method of doing so is to split the sum of $25,000 between both artist and writer, meaning that Grayson and Jones will only ever be entitled to $12,500 each. Worse still, if the feature film... Uh, the film features more than one character covered by a special character agreement, the company is entitled to share the pot among all creators involved in that film. Essentially, the original 25000 would be shared between all stakeholders, including those behind the characters such as Red Guardian and Melina Voskotov. However, our Marvel source states that there is no ceiling to payments made in these cases. It's likely that the studio paid more than $25,000 to all the artists and writers involved in the film. Quite how much remains a mystery. Another way Marvel allegedly reduces its payments is by classifying some appearances as cameos. That's how it happens! 
So the only streaming service that's classified as a television network is YouTube TV. That's it. That's it. Not Disney Plus, not no. Hulu, not no. fucking Netflix. No. Another way, uh, okay. If a character uh, appears for less than 15% of the film's uh, runtime, it is considered a cameo. That's industry standard. And this is also reduces the amount of creators who are entitled to it. Hilariously, as THR points out, Captain America would be considered a cameo in Infinity War, as he only appeared in the film for less than 7 minutes and 30 seconds. So it's less than 15% of the movie? Yes. So Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's appearance as a cameo. Pretty much. Makes sense. That was like the worst one anyway, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like, so... I'm, I'm, the Joker in... Is a fucking cameo. The no, dark... it's 22 minutes. Is it 22 minutes? Yeah, yeah but at what percentage of the movie out of 22 uh, than, minutes? Uh, 13. So, so technically it's a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's a weird technicality, though. This is this is standard. Yeah? This is literally standard. Because you can have a main villain not on screen for more than 15% of a movie. However, if their name is in the title... There's a lot that goes into okay. it. If your name is in the title card... Uh, or, you know, the promotional poster, you get revenue from that. If you have your character that says a certain amount of lines, you get revenue for that. So on and so forth. However, if you are the creator of the character and you have signed over all rights... It's nobody's fault that you didn't read the whole thing. Yeah. Like... If you have signed over all rights... Yeah. Uh, then you get paid what they say you get paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when I'm looking for voiceover gigs and it's like 200 to $500 in perpetuity for a training video. And I'm like... So you can distribute it for the next 30 years and all it gets 500 bucks? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> After Yelena Belova appeared in the recent Hawkeye series, Grayson was expecting a $2,000 payment per episode as per contract. They said Marvel offered her just $300 per episode. Of course, it's not the first time black, of course, whatever. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I I'm sorry, dude. Like, you didn't read your fucking contract. You didn't read your fucking percentages. This is not on Marvel. It's like, look, we could pay you 300 bucks. Or pay you nothing. Either one's good with us. Yeah, we own literally the property. <laughs> you're lucky you're getting anything. And once again, this is what DJ and I always go back to. Read your fucking contract. Have a lawyer with you. Have an entertainment lawyer with you. Mm -hmm. And have a financial lawyer with you. Mm -hmm. You can, you, If you can't afford them, there are a lot of people out there that work for free just to avoid this kind of fuckery. There's YouTube lawyers that will help you go over your contract and your percentages. There's a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Read your contracts, people. Like, otherwise you a... might end up in the Marines. <laughs> I... <laughs> uh, there's a reason I haven't done a lot of voiceover work that's considered mainstream. There's a reason for it. Like, I, 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 there's so many people out there much better than me. Like Josh Brandon, for instance, is making a lot of fucking money, but he also had to go through a lot of shit. You know, and I'm not on his level of not only credibility, but uh, talent, you know. So I do a lot of what I do for free, and I do it, and I give it away, but it helps people and stuff like that. And to me, it doesn't matter. Because once I get into the mucky business of trying to make money with my voice on a constant basis, it gets it gets messy. And I don't have a lawyer to help me go over the percentages and everything else like that. Well, there are people out there that are helping other uh, uh, a voiceover artist by creating a guide for uh, mm -hmm. for pricing, but that's that's really difficult to get. I just mm -hmm. don't try to go main with it because once my hobby becomes a job, I hate doing it. Yeah, 
You know. I understand that. <laughs> Not, yeah. I really do understand that. Uh. So, um, really? uh, yeah, but yeah, now so well that explains why Black Widow is not any of the in the future uh, stuff for Phase Five. Oh, that is not what I wanted. But yeah, read your fucking contracts, people, and understand. And don't never make the fucking mistake. Well, TV over thirty minutes, yeah. or TV of thirty minutes, or like. Uh, yeah, if, like if if your qualifier is thirty minutes, there is no TV episode that's thirty minutes. No. Standard yeah. sitcom TV is twenty four to twenty seven minutes. Yeah, if you and have twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. Believe it's really popular. Mm. Yeah, really. Yeah, only the, uh, we're talking like Fresh Prince, like season five type shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to read between the lines, like unless unless you know for a fact that your, uh, you know, that your TV shows like are, are hour long episodes. I mean, not really hour, but you know, uh, forty three minutes. Yeah, exactly forty three minutes. Then no, because if if it's like, it's like oh, if it's thirty minutes, like no, something's not right. Something's not right here. Um. Yeah. No. Like that man says. Yeah. Yeah. Get more than one lawyer too. Yeah. Entertainment lawyer and a financial lawyer minimum. So moving on from that, because honestly, we could yell about it all day. Just, just get a lawyer. Disney's live-action Hercules movie will put a modern spin on the original story. I am not looking forward to this. Uh, Was Disney's it popular action- enough? I mean. I, I, I the I Russo enjoyed, brothers are involved. I mean, I enjoyed it, especially freaking uh, uh, James Woods, you know, uh, Hades, but who's <laughs> not coming back? You know, so it's like, look, can you find a guy who can match Hades? <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of people out there, but uh, it's uh, he's not coming back. So he kind of burned his bridge with a lot of uh, not nice comments about people of a certain dissension. Uh, speaking of Games Radar at a recent press event, the Russo brothers discussed their intentions behind creating a live-action adaptation of Hercules. Joel explained that they are approaching the tale with a modern angle, but they still plan on honoring the original story and elevating some of the humor from the Disney animated movie. So, it will certainly pay homage, um, homage? What the fuck? Homage? To the original with a more modern spin on it. What Anthony and I love about the original is how funny and subversive it is. I think we try to embrace that sense of humor in the remake. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm just so goddamn tired of these remakes. I really am. What about you guys? But they make so much money. Well, see, I'm tired of the remakes, but honestly, with Disney remakes especially, there's not much we can do, considering that was Walt's, like, original idea. Is to re-release a character every ten years so every generation can experience them. Yeah. I can understand. That was his, like, plan. Yeah. I mean, I can understand it, but... But it, 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 it not, it's not even like the just just the remix. Like, yeah, they're annoying. But what really gets me is the the frequency they do this. Like Aladdin, the Lion King was like what within the same year? I think so. You know, it, it, it was ridiculous. Like you know, they, they have to have a two three remakes per year, and it's like, wh- what are you doing? At least let one simmer and people enjoy it before you release another one. It's like no, no, like you know, people are just going and people go. These remakes make money, like money hand over fist, and it's well, like that plus the release frequency. I think comes a lot with the whole instant gratification culture we have coming on now. Like, yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, that was a great movie. They need to do another one. They should do another one now. I want to see what they could do with this now. Why isn't it done yet? You know, yeah. you haven't even sent the email. You're wondering why it's not fucking done yet. Like, <laughs> you know, serious? Yeah, <laughs> it was like. I'm glad you all enjoy the movie. It's like, where's the next one? It's like, yeah, I, I, I haven't even first said yet. 
making me wait. It's kind of like this Call of Duty. It's like Call of Duty, man. And they're like, that was a great game. Let's do another one. Dude, they're all the fucking same, man. We, we just did one three months ago. We released one a year. That's not enough. <laughs> oh, shit. Why do you think there's 3,000 people working on every game? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and... Uh... Well, Animal Logic, who did all the Lego movies and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, has been acquired by Netflix, and that's pretty much all we know. So we're just going to move on past cool story, that. bro. Well, I mean, that's, that's, all, that's literally <laughs> all it is. Uh, so, let's go ahead and dead that and move on. Uh, let's see. The UK says, we don't want money going to private landlords. UK music venues turn to community ownership. So, this is something I read a lot about. Uh, there's Apparently, there's a lot of corporate gigs out there, especially in London and so on and so forth, that are charging off fucking arm and leg to artists to play and it's gotten so bad that they're literally just going to local clubs and doing it like local like down home businesses and just doing it there imagine how cool you would be if you just had a band play in your front yard and you just let them play for free yeah that would be the shit like <laughs> they would put on a whole ass show and get everybody to show up just for just for, just because it's fun, like that would be cool. So uh, yeah, and this is a lot of big, a big problem with it. MVT has been involved with this, so CBS. Now, I know in CBS here in the United States, it's kind of like just like a, a a TV station, but over in the UK, CBS is a lot more than that. They have live venues, studios, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's an issue in one aspect or another. But let's go ahead. I mean, that's really cool, and uh, we're hoping that they keep going. I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Corporations already get enough money as it is. Why are they like trying to rob the starving musicians? I agree. All right, let's see. That's why a lot of startup bands will just go do concerts in Mexico or something. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> our our previous co-host, yeah. you know, did a lot of. Uh, basement attic fucking backyard gigs just to get his band out there and mm -hmm. it was a, it was a thing yeah uh so i don't know what this says but this pirate infrastructures why more and more electronic artists are exploring new distribution tools to release their music we spoke with a guy called gerald music pr veteran melissa taylor and, and uh more about fairer models of distribution so this is something we have talked a lot about on this show about get your music out there however you can mm -hmm. as long as you own it TikTok, man. TikTok is a great tool. Uh, so let's let's look at this. The combination of the ongoing pandemic, the cost of living crisis, and decreasing rates of streaming revenue are causing some producers to rethink the way they release and promote their music. Tim Shaw, a.k.a. Tim Exile, believes that this is a pivotal moment for the industry. The tools of industrial media revolution are all about content creation. Uh, you want tools that empower you to create single homogenized media experiences that can be replicated millions of times. We're now at the end of, st of st we're now at the end of state of the industrial media revolution. Uh, the situation is extremely difficult. End goal of Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or SoundCloud, or even Bandcamp to some extent, isn't to help us. Their end goal is to make money, and to do so, they need us to work for free and to give it all away, all to give away all of our rights to control any of the data and art we're generating for them. And this is, uh, this is of course, problematic in a lot of ways. However, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. 
there is no time worse to be a digital artist than right now with DMCA strikes as prominent as they are. Everybody and their fucking mother is nailing everybody and their mother against the walls with DMCA strikes. So, like, they are, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even Spotify and, 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 uh, and uh, SoundCloud that's doing this. It's the artists themselves. Because so many of these fucking artists are self-produced that they're going after people for sharing or, or covering or, you know, re reacting to their music on YouTube, on Instagram, on all these other places. And they're hitting them with DMCA strikes nonstop. And that that's a hammer that's been far, far overused, I believe. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah. How do you expect more people to hear your shit if you're going to fight everybody that tries to tell anyone about it? Like, do you want to put your shit out there or not? Yeah. Let it go without hitting DMCA strikes. Then when you start getting where you want to be, go back and... Strike all the other videos you were going to strike before, but let it spread first. <laughs> like, you got to do it fucking Creeping Vine style, man. Yeah. You got to take a few, a couple, a little bit of damage. Then when you're ready, you tap it and now you're good. <laughs> DJ, what do you think, man? Yeah, pretty much put the, put the words in my, out of my mouth. Like, see, because right now, what you want is exposure. No matter how you get it, what you want is exposure. And even if you don't like it, look, the reality is, like, this is how music, mm -hmm. this is how the majority of artists get big. It's literally word of mouth. These people are giving you f pretty much free publicity and word of mouth. Mm -hmm. fucking, do, fucking suck it up and, and, uh, and wait. Like that one chick, um, what was her name, Gail? Yeah. Her ABCDEFU song? That was literally a... TikTok challenge that she gave to her followers, like, hey, what challenge song should I make next? Make a breakup song using the alphabet. And then she did it. And then everybody shared it. People were reacting to it and, like, duetting or whatever. So people are talking about it on YouTube. Next thing you know, she hears her name and her song on the local radio, and then after that, she makes national news. Well, you gotta let it grow. That got, ex that, that got exposed as a work, though. Well, neither way. Oh, yeah. This is how it started. There's other guys that have actually they've been on their local radios and shit too, just by making a song for TikTok. I mean, the soulmates, you know? the soulmates song that that we showed here a, a little while ago was a dude who did it all independently, and he uh, and then like somebody played it at a wedding because they heard it on TikTok and they yeah. loved it. Yeah, and then boom, the next day you're yeah, like, the, guy, huge. the guy was fucking huge yeah. and he's still making music now. However, I imagine DMCA a wedding video because it had your music in it. How you how's anyone supposed to know? Like, yeah, and I, and I think it's become so popular to just DMCA somebody to be like, hey, you can't distribute anything of mine without my permission. Yeah, so on and so forth. And I have I have reached out to so many people to get their stuff on our show, and most of the time it fucking fails because they either don't respond or they're like, well, what are you gonna pay me? But see, it's DMCA can thing. kind of be used to your advantage though too. So say I meet a chick, she wants to record us doing the thing. I'm just going to play the Frozen 2 soundtrack in the background the whole time, so I'll know that video gets taken down whenever it's uploaded. Because Disney. <laughs> or like Rocket Queen. <laughs> just saying. Use DMCA to your advantage. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, come on, man. Jeez. So there's a documentary out about the song, The Day the Music Died. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the documentary is The Day the Music Died. 
<laughs> about the song American Pie. And this is just pretty much telling us that there's a there's a there's a documentary about you mean it. Like when the song was about the three musicians dying in the plane crash. Pretty much. Okay. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Go check it out. It's called The Day the Music Died. But uh let's go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up. Yeah, I pushed the button. You did push the button. <laughs> ba-doo, ba-doo, ba-doo. DJ. Sell the Patreon. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com forward slash VT Network. Please give us your money. Money, money, money. Because Please. We're yes. trying to get a ceiling fan for the studio. Yeah. <laughs> because Grave desperately needed. He just moved and he is now flat broke. At least I'm assuming he's flat broke. Yes. Yes, at patreon.com. Well, I just bought some magic cards, so I'm definitely flat broke. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> for pa- patreon.com forward slash VT Network, you give us money to, for, you know, so Dead Man and Grave can satisfy their Magic the Gathering soda fetish. <laughs> for $1 a month, you'll be at the first blood tier, to which you'll get a producer credit for every episode. You'll, you'll have access to the Marine Mental Minute in a minute with DJ. For the $1 a month, you can be completely awesome. But of course, that's not enough. You want to actually support us more for just two more Washingtons. You'll be upgraded to the UAV tier, to which you'll have everything previous, as well as access to the post show that releases every Wednesday, to which that is VTN unfiltered, uncensored, and that, 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 that's pretty much it. Like it, it, it still sucks, but it, it, but but at least it's 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 free suck. God, that that came out wrong. Well, okay, we're moving on from that. So, uh, for for five dollars above, you'll be at the maximum of uh, airstrike tier, to which you have everything previous, as well as access to the monthly movie roast. You will have your name right out loud at the at the end of every episode. You you will get stickers each month and be part be part of a giveaway every three months. Flat broke or flat dead man. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Remember, everyone, if, even if it's just $1, that is $1 greatly appreciated for it's $1 that's sorely needed. But, heck, you know, even if just watching our content, that's, that's actually plenty for us because, you know, the fact that you take time out of your busy schedule to actually listen to three three chuckleheads, you know, pretty much rant and rave about basically nothing, well, you know, that, that makes you awesome and us freaking stupid. But, hey, we're here anyway, right? So, yes, yeah, so please, 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 please support us if you can at patreon.com forward slash VT Network. That's patreon.com forward slash VT Network. All right. And, yes, please do help us out because we do plan on making a lot, lot more content uh, coming up. Uh, we're going to be opening up a, a TikTok channel as soon as uh, our life stables out. Uh, stabilizes and we'll be able to do a lot more fun stuff for you guys we'll be putting that on, on YouTube as well as shorts and stuff like that but if you want to get a hold of us go to VT Network 2 on that is on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and if you want to email us vtnetwork84 at gmail.com uh, give us subjects you want to talk about if you want to be on the show you know somebody who wants to be on the show or you have ideas uh, email us vtnetwork84 at gmail.com spread us around the more people we get the better it is 
uh, for us and for you. The more content we're able to make, the more time we're able to take away from our busy lives and cover those costs as long as, uh, you know, we're not interfering with stuff. Yeah, so yeah, help us out. Uh, spread it around at 15 people on the five, uh, 15 people. We're going to open up the $7 tier. Uh, that's going to get you off fuck ton more content and drunken karaoke nights with uh, grave robber and i so um we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep pushing spread us around uh mike smith i know you're a scoop so get other like-minded scoops to come over with this lofus baby you work in a whole fucking office full of nerds so tell people about it but uh grave robber hmm. do your job and tell them about the moich don't do it. No, We've no, got no. merch. Oh, VTnetwork.redbubble.com. Check it out. <laughs> All right. <Fuck> merciful. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Uh, so, uh, whatever. With all that said, we're going to get the... Uh, I'm just... I'm not fighting it. Whatever. We're going to get the fuck out of here, though. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thank you guys for... Uh, hanging out with us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Lofus. Uh, we had Chris Felthausen come in. Thank you for that. Uh, so we're going to get the fuck out of here. Thank you, everybody. Say goodnight, DJ. Goodnight, DJ. I just take it forever. We're still alive. I know. We're still <laughs> waiting for it. Waiting for it. Why isn't this working? I don't, I don't know what's going on. I pushed the button. Oh my gosh! This is a, this is now a twenty-four hour stream. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Uh, yeah.